Hey everyone, um, welcome back to another episode of Over the Bridge Podcast. Um, my name's Bilal and it's all four of us here today. Say hey. Hello. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? What's good? Um, yeah, Bilal, Kwaku, Patrick and Tom, as you know, talking about things that we care about. Um, today, one of the things that... Actually, no, let's, let's not do that first. I'll just, How are you, man? You look good. Good, man. A little yeah. bit tired, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I'm exhausted. Everyone's exhausted. Mm, exhausted. Mm. Why? Well, Quaker and I, a bit blue eyed from yesterday's wedding. Yeah. Um, one of our, one one of our good friends, yeah. yeah. Got married. Shout we got out him, James. mashallah, innit? Mm. <laughs> Yassin <laughs> James. Yassin James. Yeah, McLean? Is he still? McLean. Yeah, he's still. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Is it a good wedding? It's yeah, a beautiful man. wedding, yeah. yeah. Seeing the Somali culture firsthand. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's they good. get down, they turn up. Yeah, it was lit. Liddy. I always find it mad that like our friends are getting married now. It scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hey man, getting, you never know, old. man. Quaker's one of the, one of the man. Who's first? Let's not do this. Who's first amongst us? Let's not do this. My money's on Quaku. Yeah, my money is my money's on on you two, as in Quaku. But our money's on maybe leaning more towards Quaku. Quaku, I'm not involved in this. What about you? How are you? Just a long week, exhausting week. You know, mm. loads of companies creeping up on us and saying, no, we need to talk to you now and all this stuff. And mm. we're talking about how the world is imploding and how China is not doing as well as they expect. And it's interesting, but, you know, it can really take, take you know, take... You know. Cheery stuff, then. Yeah, it sounds yeah? cheery stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's all very cheery, right? So it's like every, every, every company I look at, they're doing what they call profit warnings, which is all about just saying, I bet the economy's bad, the company's bad. It's been about two or three this week, actually, which is very, very weird and almost quite scary, actually, given who these companies are and how big they are. All public, mm. um, but it's all kind of scary that these big, big companies are telling you how the not the world's going to implode, but it's like, ah, oh, things are not as good as we imagined. You know, mm, so mm. something to think about going forwards. But, yeah. Yeah. but that's how are you? Oh, yeah, good man. Me. It's been um, been an interesting week. Like I said to someone yesterday, this week's been a lot more enlightening than I planned it to be, which is nice. Like I had some good conversations, met some good people. Mm. I did like a kind of thing where I went around to different events on my own. And it's like the sort of, sort of like first time I'll kind of mm. go into things by myself. And it's mm. been enlightening, man. Mm. What, was your, what was your favorite moment this week then? What was Ooh. your best event? Best event. Oh. So I was speaking on this panel at King's College University mm. um, in like one of their master's courses. And after, it was about education policy. And then after I was just sitting chatting with some of the master's students about their dissertations. Mm. And some of the stuff that people are studying is mad. So yeah, I was there for a good couple mm. hours just mm. chatting. It was so, cool. So, Coco, are you going to say something? I just realized. Oh no, because you were talking about this, uh, how the world's going to implode and stuff. And it just reminded me yesterday. I was, so you guys watch Explained on Netflix. They give like little 15 minute documentaries. I've um, seen a couple of documentaries. The episodes, yeah. yeah. So there's one about the water crisis and how basically over the next kind of 10, 20 years, we're gonna, there's going to be wars over water. What? Because... Um, yeah, basically the the access we have to, so obviously well, like you the whole water. yeah to fresh water because obviously ninety nine percent or whatever of the water on, on the earth is salt water, mm-hmm. and of that one percent that's available, most of it's underground. That mm-hmm. means like we can't touch it. Um, so yeah, like water's going to be a real, real serious issues, um, real, real serious issue in the next kind of few years, and that just yeah, yeah, it's no, scary. I, I read about <laughs> it somewhere, not just water, but with general like commodities of the earth mm-hmm. and the way things are manufactured in the earth and produced. We use like um, what the earth can naturally produce in a year. We use it in say 
I don't know, five, six months, there's something like that. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately that means that the earth is running in deficit for the rest of the year. And so it becomes a situation which becomes worse and worse and worse. And someone was saying, theoretically, given the population in, on the planet, we should have like two and two and three quarter Earths to be able to sustain the kind of manufacturing that goes this on is the some, and stuff like that. So negative, man. But I'm just saying, it's real, like, it? you know, like, real, I'm dude, not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but it is, you know. You say they tell about the end of the world, bro. <laughs> but, uh, it's, not, it's not It's not, you know, it's, just, it's not apocalyptic. It's just, you know. It's, like, it's hard to freeze. Serious, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, wow. so. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, on that note, there's no way to make this transition. What I want to talk about today is um, this idea of living at home. Um, one of my friends we were talking this week about, and she's asked me like where I live, and I live at home with my mum and dad. Um, but there's this idea about what age should you live at home till, or like you know, like within culture, it's mm. just whole thing about mm. living at home. Certain people, like I, I have friends who went to uni and never went back home mm. after that, you know. Mm. Um, whereas for most people, mm. I would. I know, like, our non-white people in particular. I'm not saying that that's just the case. But a lot of people that I know are still at home, yeah? I'm, 20, I'm a 27-year-old man and I'm at home. I think it's a home. London thing as well. Yeah. A London thing. Say. Yeah, but let's... Price I'll points. let you finish off the intro. Price points B. get into it. Hmm? Oh, go on. No, and I just think it'd be interesting maybe for us to share our own experiences of living at home. Hmm. Do we live at home? Because I know we're all in different hmm. spaces. Have we always lived at home? Whatever, you know. Hmm. Who wants to kick it off? I'll kick it off. So I, I went to uni. Then back. Tom. Oh, hello. Hi, everyone. Um, uh, yeah, went to uni, came back, lived at home. Uh, still live at home uh, with my mum and me, which is okay. I mean, it's, it's good. I say it's okay. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Um, just because it's me and her, there's a nice bit of space. Um, and I think if perhaps there were more people in the home, I might be inclined to move out. Because um, I realise as you sort of come back and you get older, I do realise that you just kind of, as you get bigger, you feel like your space needs to be a bit bigger. But I feel like I've always had a lot of space because it was just me and mum living at home. So I've never felt like the space has kind of encroached me in any way, shape or form. Um, I like the place I'm at. It's helping me to save a nice bit of coin to buy a nice um, nice house flat in the process of doing that. We'll see when, whenever that happens. But, you know, that's kind of... That's the one perk of living at home is that, you know, obviously there's a nice, if you're, if you're responsible with the, with the cash that you have, then you can actually do something with it and it's not a major outlay. I do contribute to most bills at home, um, including the mortgage. I do contribute um, to that. So, you know, but even still, I don't, I don't have a problem in doing it. I think it's only fair to be honest. I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to, personally anyway, I, I don't want to be a kind of burden on my mum, so to speak, especially if I'm making you know, making money and can actually help out with bills and et cetera, et cetera, and helping out, whatever I do that. But yeah, for me, it's, it's okay. Obviously there will be a point in time I'll have to, to move out, I think, but, um, yeah, man, I think as, as it stands right now, I have no complaints about living at home. It's easy for you. Mm. Mm. No, I thank God. Honestly, I thank God. Cause I know not everyone's situation is, mm. is that I know, especially if, cause I mean, I'm, I'm an only child, but I know you're an only child and you're going to your situation, but you two have siblings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it might be a bit of a different situation, given mm. siblings and coming back and all that stuff. Else. But given only child, just me and mum, it kind of makes things a lot easier because it's two people at home. There's a lot of space, mm. you know, and I don't mm-hmm. get the whole. So it's out, a two bedroom know, house, right? Flat. Yeah, yeah, two bedroom flat. So yeah, yeah. so it's, it's you know it's a nice, comfy, cushy, cushy flat. So mm. you know, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, my situation is quirky, by the way. 
Um, <clears throat> so like, so what, graduated in 2014. Um, having come back, went back to live with my parents, whole family basically. Um, so my sister, my sister was at uni at that time actually, so she wasn't around too much. But then, um, yeah, growing up, I shared a room with my brother. Like up until mm. he moved, like I shared a room with my brother. So, um, of course, as we got Wait, older, after uni as well, after uni, wow, like mm. two single beds, like do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and this is us, what. 21, 22, 23. Mm. Um, so yeah, naturally as you get older, you need more of your space, you know what I mean? Mm. As, as mm -hmm. you're growing up as a man. Um, throughout that time, obviously we've had relationships, whatever, you have girlfriends that come around and then it's like negotiating, okay, yeah, <laughs> this is my space, like give me give me the next few so hours. Where did you go? Like, huh? Where did you go in that time? If you're um, chill, room? chill in the living room, chill. Do you know what I mean? To go out, <laughs> whatever, do you know what I mean? It's just one of those ones you have to, but it's yeah. cool because like we're close in age, so. He's understandable, do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it was it was comfortable in a sense, like similar as Tom was saying, you save money, do you know what I mean? You can, you, there's a lot of benefits. Mom's cooking, boom, everything's there, it's patterned. Um, but then my situation was kind of like forced to um, kind of go on our own because my parents re um, relocated back to Ghana um, in 2017. So that meant that we didn't really have a choice in the matter. <laughs> and it was, it was calm for me because at that point, boom, like I said, I want you in space. But my sister, she had just come back from uni. Mm. So she didn't have the opportunity that me and my brother had to save some money for a couple of years. Mm. Um, so I think my parents were quite guilty about that. Um, at the moment, we, me and my siblings, we all live together in a flat, um, three bedroom flat, really nice, spacious, um, do you know what I mean? In mm. so it's a bit out there, but... Another um, part of England, right? Do you know what I mean? But mm. <laughs> it's nice, 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 fast. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> mad. That said, that, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a the, different climate. The rain's different. In, <laughs> he's treading in, he's in <laughs> That's hilarious. But no, do you know It's nice because it's proper green, isn't it? So like, we've got green, green spaces parts. in London, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm, I'm talking about woodlands. I'm talking about woodlands. green, man. Where's the woodlands in East? Where's it? North? Where's woodlands in North B? Well, no, where I got in Chingford, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot, bro. Yeah, there's but that's out there as well. Okay, but in Stratford, you have what? What's the flats? Like, all from that point in there, eastwards. There's a nice couple bit of park here. Park, I'm talking about woods. Bro, that's I'm talking about deer green and, and grease, man. That's what that's uh, what creating is, man. That's what it is. It's a mixture of both. Anyway, so we kind of we kind of we kind of detour. Crud on the pearly way, man. That's mad. But I was a bit of a detour, but yeah. So we live together. <laughs> it's sweet because we all get on. Yeah, like we're. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Your situation reminds me of sort of when our when our parents' generation first moved to this country, mm. and a lot of families would stay together. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. like. And it's interesting to me anyway, it's always been interesting that you've, you're doing that in this generation, like mm. you and your siblings. Mm. Mm. Yeah, man, it just makes life easier. Um, mm. As far as like having your support network right mm. there in it, because mm. obviously if our parents gone, we need to be mm -hmm. looking out for each other. So yeah, yeah. yeah man, I know it's because of the business. Mm. We're all involved in that. So Dapper Chocolates, yeah, Plug you know, again. shout out Dapper Chocolates, we make... Uh, chocolate sauce from Ghana from, and produced in the UK from Bean to Bar. Um, Dapperchocolates.co.uk launching in December the 1st. Sponsored ads. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's this mad. podcast <laughs> is sponsored by <laughs> Dapper Chocolate. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, yeah, so yeah, just make... to give us that plug money just for that plug. Right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so it's, it's, it's sweet because we can, any discussions we have, meetings, whatever, we can just do that in the kitchen, boom, mm. sorted. 
Um, so yeah, man, I'm happy with the situation now. That might change, and you know, as we're getting older, people might want to go and do my, their own things, have mm. their own flats, what have you. So, um, mm. but for now, it's, it works all right. It's obviously not ideal. We have to pay rent and what have you. Um, that was a bit of an adjustment, but um, yeah. I'm, are are I'm you calm. saving as well? Or like you know? Yeah, I was. Do you know less, less, less. Well, obviously a lot less than I was mm. when I was at home. But yeah, I still, I still make time to save. Mm-hmm. Um, get that in the stocks and shares I saw just leave it there mm-hmm. do you know what I mean so I don't have to think about it just yeah, boom yeah. Mm. but you're not sharing a room anymore nah I got my own room do you know what yeah, I mean yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that was the main come plus on, that was the main plus really <laughs> got my own room boom that's patterns everyone got their own room living room's like a nice communal spot kitchen's sizable so yeah man mm. sweet sweet style mm. cool shall I go next oh, yeah Patrick yeah. will go next um, Why so, are you referring to yeah. yourself as Patrick? <laughs> Alright, well, I'm speaking. And Patrick speaking. So. Um, yeah, so I've I've had like a couple of different living situations, um, which I didn't really sort of think about was like it being varied until like recently. So, um, so I live with my my family, my mum, dad, and my sister um, up until uh, uni, um, and then. After I graduated uni, I worked for a little while. Um, it was a random job, actually. I was working for like a, a fashion brand in their design studio. It was cool, man. Uh, living that glamorous life. And then, um, <laughs> so I saved up a bit of money. And then that's when I moved to Brazil. I moved to Brazil in 2015. I lived there for two years. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was great, man. Uh, so the first place I lived in in Brazil was like a, it was like a big shared house. Initially, I think it was like a, what do they call them? Um, in... What's it called? Like not like a bed and breakfast, but like not like a hostel either. A youth? It's like a guest house. A oh. guest house. Posada is a word in Portuguese. I'm trying to remember what the word is in English. Guest house. Um, so it was like initially something like listed on Air, Airbnb, um, but then um, like you could rent out rooms for like a long period of time. So that's what I did. And there's like this beautiful house like in the hills in in Rio. Um, a lot of mosquitoes though. And I lived with uh, lots of different weird and wonderful housemates. You know, the kind of people that are passing through in South America and doing weird stuff. Like I met this guy that um he was a a blacksmith. Um mm, so yeah, and he made like knives wow. and swords and stuff. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> yeah. But he was so but he archaic. was like it, yeah, it was because and he was like uh he's Brazilian but like a gypsy, like that's what he referred to himself as. Mm. Uh Cigano in Portuguese. He's like, Yeah, um, and this is like my heritage, like this is my culture, this is what I what my family's always done with mm, like right. so yeah he used, to, he used to be like come come I'll show you this That's and just man. pull up <laughs> saber and daggers and whatever else um so many weird and wonderful characters man the guy um that uh, owned the house he was like a functioning alcoholic um called Carlos and he's like a typical Rio guy um people from Rio called Carioca so he's like a typical Carioca guy um and yeah he was just like just very, what's the word? Like just cunning and like, you couldn't really trust him, but he was a cool guy. Like he was, he had like, a, he had a lot of charisma, mm. but he had like his kind of, his sort of cunning ways. So yeah, for, um, remember, so during carnival, during New Year's and carnival uh, in Brazil, obviously everybody comes comes out there to like to celebrate and whatever, like tourists, or whatever. So it's like the, the peak high season. And he was just like, yeah, during this time, this is how much the rent is going to cost. And he like, the price was like three times as much as I was paying. 
So basically I just had to move out. And he was like, yeah, I'm really sorry, but that's just how much it is. I was like, okay, but you didn't tell me this before. Like, cause he told me like maybe two weeks before he was going to put the rent up. Mm. So I was like homeless and that. So that was, well, I wasn't like living on the street um, and I could leave my stuff there. Um, so then I went and stayed for a time with um, a friend of mine that was also at Cambridge, a girl called Antonia. She lived in Brazil as well. So yeah, did that. And then I moved around a lot, to be fair. And then I came back to that house. And then once I got my job with Rio 2016, I had enough fee to just like live in my own flat. So I got my own flat in Brazil. Uh, and then come back to the UK just over a year ago. Almost, no wait, almost two years ago. Rah. Um, and then when I came back, I was living with my, my parents again. And um, they they became foster carers, um, like pretty much, like they were preparing for it just before I moved to, to Brazil. Um, and then, yeah, while, while I was there, like that's when they, so they had three foster kids by the time I come back. Oh. So I didn't really have, mm. actually, no, when I came back, there was two, but there was another one on, on, on their way. Mm. So, yeah, I had that room. It wasn't my room. It was like the other guest room for a little while. My my room belonged to someone else now. So it was just like weird coming back. And I was just like, not not a stranger in your own house, mm. but like home, home wasn't home no more. Yeah. Mm. And partly because like when I was in Brazil, like I, for me, that was home. Like the flat I had in Brazil, I had a really nice flat actually. Um, it was like two bedroom flat, a block from the beach. That was my home, man. That was That's like, weird. that was home. So when I when I came back to the UK, like it was like familiar surroundings. Mm. The one thing I remember was thinking, raw, like everything is the same, but I feel different. Like that was the, like it wasn't that things were different. Everything was exactly how I remembered it. <laughs> but I just felt, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but I just felt different. Like, I felt like bigger. Like mm. I walked, walked into the kitchen yeah, yeah, and the cupboards yeah, yeah. I'm expecting yeah. to be up here. That's strange. Yeah. Above my head. They're like at eye, eye level. Yeah. It was just weird. Mm. I got that same feeling. You come back, you just you feel like you've grown. Yeah, like I was, like relative to the size of the house. And like I was mm. sitting on the sofa mm. and I just felt like I was taking up I mean, admittedly, maybe I'd put on a bit of weight. I don't know, but <laughs> I felt like I was taking up more space on the sofa and that. So yeah, so after that, um, so I stayed with my parents for like three weeks over Christmas and then I moved um into my grandma's. Um and yeah, uh Again, like when I was at my grandma's, it was again, it was like, this is very familiar. Like, cause I used to spend a lot of time with my grandma as well, but I just feel too like, big. Like I just feel like, and when you move in your grandma, like you have all the perks of like food, just just On around the, the clock, yeah, just yeah, there, yeah. like, yeah. like Listen, really tasty food. The other, so a couple, a couple of weeks back, our, my flat, my parent, me and my parents' flat was getting renovated. So yeah. we had to go stay at my nan's. Yeah. In the morning, yeah, my nan's the best. In the morning, I come downstairs, there was like um, coffees and teas already made and put out on the table with our names by them. Wow. <laughs> I remember, like, actually, I remember when you tweeted yeah, about that. Yeah. Like, She's the best, man. Yeah. She's so prepared. Shout out grandma's friend. <laughs> like, yeah, so when I was staying with her, it was, it was, it was nice in that aspect. But like, by this stage, I'm a grown man. Like, I've lived in my own flat. I'm 26 mm. years old. And like, she'd be really concerned if I was out late, like as if I was still like 14, 15. Mm. So like, it's got like, there's two funny, two funny um, situations. The first one was like, it got to 9 p.m. And I was working late at work. And she was like, Paddy, you can't be working this late. She's from Barbados. <laughs> you can't be working this late. And I was like, grandma, like, this is just my job. Like I can get like, I'm entitled to a taxi home. She's like, you tell them that I said that you can't be working this. I was like, grandma, it don't really work like that. <laughs> so she got, yeah. And then there was another time when um, I just went back to my parents' house for the weekend and I just chilled there for like maybe a night or two nights. I come back on Sunday and I walk into like, the, the dining room is pretty much like the living room because um, 
yeah, that's where the TV is and everything. I walk into the door and she's just sat at the head of the dining room table and just like looking at me. I'm like, oh, hi, grandma. She just looks at me square in the eyes and goes, what have I ever done to you? I'm like, grandma, what do you mean? Like, what's happened? She's like, you didn't call me. You didn't tell me where you were. I was like, grandma, I was just at, I was literally at your daughter's house. I was like, my mom's house. Like, you, and the thing is, she talks to my mom every day. So I'm like, how did that, how did my mom not mention that I was there? Yeah, yeah. Um, so bless her. I, I, I love living with my grandma, but I was like, you know, it's, yeah, it's time to move out. So then, um, yeah, I moved to Tottenham. Uh, and that's where I live now. Seven sisters and really nice mm. flat. Um, so yeah, man. So with that, right? Do obviously there's a pressure on our age group to move out. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you haven't said. You're yeah, right. yeah, come on, man. Don't be a facilitator, but come on. What's your <laughs> yeah. story, bro? Um, You're on the podcast as well, Bilal. Oh yeah, over here. Um, <laughs> hi, it's me. Um, before uni, just caveat. I used to live with my nan, so I'd never really lived with my parents, right? Because I had a one bedroom flat until I was like about fifteen. Okay. Um, so I had to live at my nan's anyway. Yeah. Um, so the room that I now stay in at my parents' house is a extension. So I was living at my nan. So after uni, came back to my parents and it was weird because mm. I'd never really lived with them my whole life. Like I'd lived in my nan's house at a time that they also lived there, mm. but I'd never lived just, just me and them, you just know? Just the three of you. So coming back, I went there and I never really felt at home because it was not my home, to be honest. Mm. And um, then I had a job where I was traveling a lot. So I wasn't really there that much. And I really felt quite transient, like I was passing through this space all the time. Mm. Then sort of financial difficulties hit our family and um, I ended up taking on the mortgage. So I now own the house and it's in my name and stuff. And I guess for me, I tell that to myself as like a story as that's okay that I'm there because it's my house, I own the house, but nothing has changed. It's not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. my house now. It's, it's, it's not Can you like, imagine? <laughs> I paid a mortgage in this place. <laughs> no, oh, my dad. Fetch me the remote. Calling them with a remote like next to me. Uh, yeah, it don't work like that. And that, was, that became so, uh, so quickly apparent. Um, and then, then I moved out. So I was living with my ex-girlfriend last year for a few months. We lived together for about six months in a flat in Greenwich. Um, and I loved that flat. It was a sick little two bed for anyone that came around. It, yeah, was, it was actually nice, a decent, nice little setup still. Nice setup, man. Like right nice. in the middle of Greenwich, decent rent price as well. And after that, like when we broke up, I came back home again. And I've so I've been at home now for just over a year, mad. And um, it's been weird to be honest because I don't, I didn't want to be at home, right? Like to me, at my big age, I'm feeling like, what am I doing in my parents' house? Even though it's my house, it's like, mm. what am I doing here? Because mm. Mm. Things like having your girlfriend over just feels awkward. Mm. Or like, I can't have friends around, right? Like, I can. Mm, no it's not, but it's not your house. It's not my house. Like, I'll come and chill. Yeah. Come through it. Like, you know, yeah. sometimes you just want to be random. Like, it's midnight. And you're just yeah, like, just oh, come just come through. through I can't be doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad are asleep. Yeah. Mm. So things like that. And for me, I find it quite difficult because I guess I've bought into this pressure of I should be somewhere by this stage in my life. Do you know what I mean? Like I wish that I was I lived in a country or lived in a city where I could afford to move out. Mm, yeah. mm, right now, mm. I probably can. I probably could afford to get a little studio flat for myself, mm. but that's not a fun life. No, London's a myth. Yeah, London regard, is. Uh, yeah, it's a problem. It's, it's you need some kind of <coughs> you need some kind of help to get on a ladder, and that includes either being in a flat that one uh, with caveat isn't uh, a flat share as such, a flat of your own, whether you share it with family. Mm. And you like your what you're doing, Kwaku. Um, yeah. And because when I think about it, how many years ago, 
I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, when our parents bought houses, flats, et cetera, et cetera. What was the ratio between the price of the house and the and salary? That, yeah. Mm. It was it was a multiple that was less than 10, definitely. What is it now? Oh, I mean... It's ridiculous. I, don't know. I remember my parents bought their house for like 27 grand or something what? like that. Yeah. Do you know I mean? And, and, and how, how much would they have, how much would they have been on? Like, I don't know. I don't know what their salary back was then, back but, then, you know, but... A house costing twenty seven. I think it's a three or four bedroom house. I mean, that's going for what three quarters of a mil now or something stupid. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And, and then when, yeah, and we sold it a long time ago. Mm. But and when we sold it, I think it was like maybe three hundred, four hundred grand. So, so let's twenty seven like, grand. Let, let's assume it's three quarters of a mil now. Yeah, mm. I mean, even if you're making seventy five, right? It's still ten times multiple. That's what mm. you're paying on the salary. Right. And remember when you when you're because I'm lo I'm looking into mortgages and these kind of things that, like. The, the, the kind of general rule of thumb they will give you is four or five, maybe six times salary is what they're going to mm. offer you or something. And and also, it also helps if you put down a nice deposit as well, which can make things easier as well. Mm. But, you know, that's the the, the 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 main thing being in London is that things are so bloody expensive and you kind of need some kind of, you need some kind of opportunity to, to save. And if there isn't an opportunity, then it's the waiting game mm. of actually being in a point where you can accumulate. Mm. Because let's be honest, in your 20s, disposable income just isn't there. What? Yeah. That's why I think, that's why I think anyway. I think in your 30s, things get a lot better and stuff. But in your 20s, yeah. Yeah. establishing career, all of that stuff. Mm. Wages haven't improved at that kind of the entry level. And by entry level, I mean by age, not even by experience because mm. when you're in your 20s it's entry level jobs mm. and if you're doing something that pays all right you're still getting paid the lowest among the low mm. within whatever category you're in you know what i mean and yeah. to me so, I'm, i kind of see it that do i want to be renting like i had a, like, even when i was in my old flat yeah i remember before me and my ex moved in together i was like anti-rent because she'd already been living out like she'd gone to uni come back and never lived at home mm. and she was used to renting but I was so anti-rent that I was, I was properly trying to save up to buy my own little house. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's a question of economics though, about the rent mortgage thing because mm. like, you know, it's good to have something in your own name, but you have to make sure you can keep it up because if you when you when you buy a house, you have to remember that the house, if you like if you look if you think about it as a balance sheet, it's basically a massive liability which is sitting on your head for how many years. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's a not, home ownership, I think is a is a good thing personally. But the fact of the matter is that you still have a massive multiple sitting above your head. And if, if God forbid, someone doesn't is not able to keep up the payments, there's a lot of trouble on your head. Whereas mm. with rent, it's a lot more flexible and stuff like that. So it's, it's things to balance, mm, you know what it, I mean? Yeah, man. Um, obviously, if you can get the, the, I think anyway, the ideal position is to, is to turn an, a liability into an asset, which is, you know, you buy a house, um, you try and rent it out, or try to bring someone in if you have more than one bedroom or whatever, and you try to help them contribute to the rent and mm -hmm. that decreases what the liability mm -hmm. looks like and turns it into an asset. But you know, that raises a bigger question of are we just propelling something for the next generation? This is it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you know, the situation is people buying up like the the until 2007, 2008, mm. um, people benefited and people gained masses of wealth by owning homes and renting it out. Um, and that is the best for generation two are above us. And what's that that has meant is house prices are now been distorted. Now they've been incredibly distorted as well because what happened when the crash came in, you had you kind of lots of foreign money, buy houses up and prop the, the London property market up again. And for anyone that doesn't know, the London market isn't driven by 
us at the 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 the, the cheap I say cheap in inverted commas the, the cheap end is driven by the top of the market the kind of twenty million plus house that's what drives as soon as a house that's like 10, 20 million gets bought up house prices just go up it's just, it's like an elastic effect it's this mm. weird kind of economics that goes behind it and so you get this kind of people come in it's this mm. kind of proportion effect now we're at this point where house prices are so expensive you know people now don't want to buy houses anymore generally mm. Mm. Yeah. you know what I mean I don't, don't want to yeah. do you not want to um, I do but for me it's like more of a thing of passing on passing on generational wealth more than anything mm. that for me is like the, the key to building up generational wealth mm. um, property ownership but honestly like I don't really, I don't really want to be tied to to London in that way. Mm. So I was gonna say something like, similar. Yeah. I, I, was, I don't see myself like living yeah. here. In, for most, I'm. Would, I've only been back like less than two years, and I'm exhausted already. I don't think mm. I can really the take pace live is, in London. The pace is can be excruciatingly painful. Would you mm. buy a house somewhere that's not London? Yeah. Yes. Would yeah. you? Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, it, like I said, for me, it's it's just about owning property. So if there was, you know, like a good reason to buy a property outside of London, I'm sure those reasons exist. Yeah, no, no I'm, like, I'm taking a mic. But yeah, like, if, if, I, <laughs> if, if I can afford, if I can, <laughs> if I can afford property and it, 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 it is financially worthwhile mm. outside of London, mm. I probably wouldn't live there. But <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Like if but, if you think about like uni uni city, this right. is what I mean. Just yeah. copper copper yard next to the yeah, campus, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, boom, definitely. rent it out. Like, someone, someone said to me, a good place to go and buy. And property for the sake of renting and actually kind of making money that way would be uh, airports because you know people mm -hmm. come and go. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Unis as well, even though uni, like if some students mash up your house. There's a lot of, do you know what I mean, yeah. But that's a different thing. Um, then Airbnbs as well, I guess. Like if you live quite some. Yeah, yeah. No, that's obviously not as consistent. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still, I mean, if you can make a, you can charge a nice premium on it, and even, mm. you know, you can make a nice bit of coin in it, but. Yeah, man. I mean, it's all about it's all about passing down some kind of generational wealth to yeah. so, to your kids and that. Yeah, I think. and I think to me that's the important part about me not renting is because I want to be able to give if I ever have children, I want to give them something mm. to be able to come to. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've been thinking about is is there like a a right age to move out of your family home? Mm, so I think mm. context. One of my aunties is like forty. She got her own place and she ain't gone nowhere. She's still got her own flat, yeah. And she's mm. still at my nan's house. Really? But she's got her own flat. But it's also like she wants to be with my nan and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But she's she's there sometimes. But for the most part, she stays at my nan's. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't. I'd say the answer is no. Mm. I don't think there is a right time. I think. I think. I think there's a time when you feel like you need to go. Mm. Um. A lot, and and that's to do with your your personal space. Mm. Has it has it grown in on you? Have you grown out of that space? Mm. Mm. You know, I, I'm just thinking like if if it was just like you and like one parent or something, you mm. might not feel as inclined to have moved out like I do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my situation, yeah. like it's not great being you know having a single mum and being only. It's not that isn't great, but in terms of the space, mm. it's wonderful. But mm. aside from the kind of like your personal growth and having to look after yourself and not have the reliance on parents and things like that. There's also the monetary aspect as well. Mm. You have to be so money good, I think, to 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 move out and, and move out in a situation which is comfortable for yourself. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. it's what's it's like I've had this discussion with my mum plenty of times about our oh, son, 
you know, when are you going to move out? Because we've discussed the option of, you know, oh, why don't you go and buy the house off me and you have somebody of your own? And I'm like, well, I don't really want to chuck you out, mum. I don't really want to, you, you know. You don't have to. No, I know, but you know what I'm just saying? <laughs> no, 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 but you have to talk about the, you know, you have to, talk, no, because some of them are saying, when you, when you do these things, these kind of legal contracts, you have to think about worst case yeah. scenarios yeah. and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So what happens if mum wants to buy me out again or whatever? Unlikely, but wow. you never know. You know we, mm. so we spoke about these different, I was like, well, if I want to chuck you, God forbid, I could never ever do that, bro. My mum that gave birth to up. me, bro. Are you <laughs> mad? Bing bags. Are you mad? <laughs> God forbid. But Enough you, for bus fare. <laughs> you think about these things. And I was like, listen, I live. Mum didn't cook the rice properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sling your God forbid. God forbid. Mum, if you're hearing this, God forbid. Um, but we spoke about these things. And I was like, listen, yeah. Um, I live in Stratford, yeah? It's a comfortable situation I'm in right now. Mm. I'm helping out, but I'm getting him to mm. save a lot of money as well. Yeah. And it's like, ultimately, you know, I, the, 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 I basically pay for all of the mortgage, if not mm. all of it. And actually it's a decent amount because she bought the, the flat years ago. And I'm like, there is no way I would find something as comfortable yep. if I were to rent. Yep. Mm. You know, mm. you understand? So I was like, the economics to me doesn't make any sense for me having to move out. Mm -hmm. It makes no, no sense. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Psh. can I ask you something? Because there's an economic argument, right? Which I completely get. And I feel like a lot of people listening would are probably from London and would relate to the house pricing situation, right? Mm. But do you think there's an element of it being cultural within our community to stay longer at your parents? Imagine, I think so, yeah. Let me, let me ask you this question. I, mean, I have no idea. Yeah, uh, let, 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 me, let me ask you this question um, to, answer, to basically answer the question. Um, have you ever thought about our parents are getting older and whatnot now? Mm. Have you ever thought about putting your parents in a home? No, hell no. There you go. They're in a home. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's a, there's a cultural, mm. it's a cultural yeah, thing yeah. here. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? Mm. yeah. Like yeah. my 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 dad, who is white, has said that to, you know, to my nan, like, listen, as soon as you are whatever, I'm putting you in a home. How I feel about I, I mm. and the grace of God, could not put my mum mm. in a home. No but way. But yet my dad could mm. is is ha is happy to put not happy. But mm. he's kind of prepared to put yeah. his mum in a home. Mm. Now I'm, I'm one, you know, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, at least from like the Ghanaian's perspective, yeah, and probably, you know, probably the case for a lot of different cultures. Mm. Like, you usually don't really leave the house until you're looking to start your own family. This is it. Do you know what I mean? Like when you like leave to go where? Where's your wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Know. Yeah. So there's not there's not as much of a, as a, a a pressure. So like mm. when two um, become one. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of biblical. Oh, you were in Spice Girls, you know. Nah, I was. <laughs> no, but you was. I was, I was, but it's biblical, isn't it? I was. <laughs> that, that song is biblical. I swear, <laughs> bro. That's funny. That's funny. But one thing I actually wanted to add to that, like, there, there is an aspect we haven't touched on, which is there's a, there are some people that have quite toxic family situations mm, mm. where it, in a way, kind of forces them to leave because. Yeah. You know, they, they have bad relationships with you know, parents or there might be abuse that they're not willing to um, either witness or, you know, suffer from. Mm. So, like, that's yeah. that's one thing that, you know, for, for these, obviously, thank God that's not the case for me. But, like, it forces yeah. people to have mm. the cut as well. That's true. That's true. Obviously, if your home is attached to something negative, you don't want to be there, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. I think, luckily, we're, we're all in a position of privilege where, I suppose... We've got like supportive families. Yeah, yeah. house as a whole, man. Yeah. Like shout out Luther Vandross, isn't it? Yeah. This, I'm just thinking about this whole song. This time he made a song about a chair is not a chair and a house is not a home without loving. In it, he made some song back in the day. Yeah, yeah, I know the song. Yeah, you know the song. Yes. 
else is not a ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
when I was young, I had like my two godparents who I call mummy and I had a mum, dad, and mummy and daddy in it. So mm. I used to go and see mummy and daddy. Mm. But my got my godparents, I used to see them. They live up in they used to live in Brixton. Mm. Um, so I lived there for a little bit, a little bit of time in my life, about a year. <clears> then they moved that to Luton. Mm. So I used to go see mummy and daddy up in in um mm. in Luton now, in it in, in Lee Grave, in fact, actually. So yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so kind of so, off Luton, but yeah, man. Just so. just thinking of like wrapping this conversation up, right? I had um, one, I had one quick I've, question, by the way. I've got a question though. Okay, I got but a question as well. Yeah. Come on then. <laughs> no, do you want to go first? No, you go. Oh, first. because you, you want to wrap. Okay. So I was just thinking, like uh, this understanding that we have of like our parents, like um having like owning houses like from fairly young and like yeah. us kind of being like oh we're sort of playing catch up i think we have a tendency to think that like it's always been like that but mm. like if you think of like the generation before at least for like west indian people like like my grandparents they didn't it took them a while to like own their house mm. like mm. they lived from like different flats lift like maybe even like a room inside a house of other like west indian couples because back then like I'm not comparing the the situation for mm. West Indians back then to like ha- what we face now, mm. but um, that's that like needs needs must, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. back then, you know, you, it was hard to find a place to live if you're you were black in the UK because you know no blacks, no Irish, mm. whatever. And if you had kids as well, they didn't want like nigger babies. Like that was things that like, my my grandparents had to like literally like so. I know a lot of people that had to kind of toy with the idea of putting their, their kids in foster care and whatever so that they could have their house. Anyway, I'm just thinking now, like maybe maybe we are being a bit sort of hard on ourselves, like comparing ourselves to like what our parents, because our parents were different from their parents' generation in that they were they, they kind of had a sweet spot of being able to have the capital and house prices being such that they could actually afford a property for themselves. Mm. But that's, it's not always been that way. So it's like, you know when people are like, oh, this generation, blah, 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 you know, like, but it's like, no, we've been a bit anachronistic about this. Like we think that it's always been this way. Like once you get to like 25, 30, you, you should be like buying a house. But yeah, like our grandparents, yeah, they they didn't have that, that luxury either, so. That wasn't a question. It wasn't a question, you know, it was <laughs> that an was observation. Long, long. It was an observation. <laughs> was an observation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, go on. You no, can. no, no. So to sort of wrap this up, um, what does home mean to you? Mm. Um, home's a, a, a safe space. I was, I was, I was honestly, I mean, God be my witness. I was going to say those yeah, two yeah. words: safe space. The safe space exactly where you that. can come back to recuperate. Yeah. When when the the stresses of life get to you, that's where you can like mm. seek refuge. Yeah. That's that's you know what, what that's the word I was going to use to describe refuge. home: a refuge, like. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you I, you really need to be um, happy in your your own space because the world is stressful as it is, man. Work life, like no, the way we started. You this step podcast up, was dark. Listen, 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 listen and you step out the front door. You're just like, listen I cannot up. come and kill myself. So, like, yeah. imagine when you come back home, like it's not settled. Yeah. It's not a place of refuge. So, I mean, yeah, I think that's key. I don't think there's any kind of for me. There's no geographical, yeah. um, like determiner. Um, yeah, mm. for for where home is like. Mm. I've moved around a lot and I see myself moving around a lot more, but it's just where I feel comfortable. And at the time in my life, Brazil, Rio was where I felt most at peace. I remember the day like I decided like I'm moving to Brazil. It was like during my year abroad. I was just walking down the street and like my my heart just felt at peace. And I was like, okay, this is this is it. This is where I'm gonna live. Mm-hmm. Um and um yeah, for people wondering why so you talk about Brazil a lot, but you're you're in London, why? I actually came back for Christmas. Um, and I sort of got what sucked year? in um, what year? The end of 2016 So I've been back almost two years now 
Um, I came back for Christmas just to see my family. Mm. I had a return flight booked 22nd of January. I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to stay a bit longer because it's been nice to see my family. Mm. And um, I'd finished working for the Olympics in Brazil, so I didn't have a job to go back to. So I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to go back without a job. Like, that's that's too much. So, yeah, um, I thought, let me look for a job from London in Brazil. Didn't find one. And then I was like, oh, let me look for a job in the UK. And then I got yeah. a job here. And I got, you know that that you, scene you, of the Godfathers. Yeah, like every yeah, time yeah, I tried yeah. to get out, they pull me back. <laughs> and the thing is, I knew that was gonna happen. I was but like, if you, I start looking for a job in London, that's yeah. what's gonna happen. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, do you regret that not taking a flight back? Uh, no, uh, even mm. though there was no uncertainty on that. Or, yeah, there was uncertainty I, in the other end. I like uncertainty, so like, yeah, I don't really know. I don't know if I regret. It. And I, like two things, like I don't, I don't mind not knowing what's coming next. So I could have mm. gone back to Brazil and made things, made made something of it. Um, but equally, I've been back here, and London has tried to kill me on a numerous, yeah, on numerous <laughs> occasions, uh, figuratively, probably not literally, but figuratively. But I think I've made something out of being back. Like, mm. look what we're doing now. Like, this yeah, is, yeah, man. Like, if I didn't come back or if we I didn't stay, God. we wouldn't be doing this. We so, thank God that you are here. Amen. Exactly. Amen. And on that note, if you, we can talk about Patrick's life in Brazil on a later episode. Yeah, man. Just give you one, yeah, do you know yeah, what? Yeah. One let's do OTB Brazil. Like, let's just, let's, let's just fly everybody out there Why? and record. <laughs> we can record an episode. I'll show you guys around. Listen, That'd there's so much stuff you. that I like. You when people, uh, no, when, <laughs> when people came to visit, that was so much fun, man. Because I just yeah. was like, yeah. let me just show you around. And like, the thing is, when you live there, you realize there's so much stuff, so, so much fun stuff that you can do that isn't signposted mm. for tourists. Mm. So most of the stuff like like backpackers and things like that do, like you won't discover that a week staying in Rio. You need yeah. to be with someone that's been there for a while. So yeah, man, let's do it. Cool. And to me, home is like, what is home? It's where there is rice in the pot and there's rum in the kitchen. There's rice at home. Yes. There's <laughs> rice at home. And it's just a place where I can relax and be myself, be my best self. Mm. Um, wicked, uh, yeah. Thank you. This has actually been a really fun episode. Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed mm, this mm, one. Mm. Um, if you've enjoyed it as well, can you message us, please? We love the messages. Actually, quick, yeah, quick, you wanna quick shout out? Yeah, yeah. Quick okay. Let me let me find this email. Shout out, Maddie Easton. Right, send us a very lovely, mm. heartwarming message. Um, to the OTB email account. Yeah, shout out. Um, and shout her son Lucas Easton. Um, heard he's 12 years old and a big fan of the show. And they're uh, actually from Croydon. Are they from Croydon? I couldn't, yeah. uh, you know, I couldn't really decipher that message. But if they're from Croydon, large them up, locals. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for listening. Uh, and yeah, like, it's, it's always nice to get emails from people that listen and get value out of the show. So yeah, do shout us if you want to pass any messages. Mm. Yeah, yeah, get in touch at got, OTP. Got one quick shout out as well. UK on Twitter. You got a shout out as well? Yeah, 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 man. I got a shout out, Yancy Cooper. Yancy Cooper. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Shout out, man. She, the thing is, like, she emailed him with... Basically, she was adding to the podcast mm. after the podcast. It was great. So we were talking about um, a couple episodes ago or episode or so ago when um, a guy was like, oh, the UK is the least racist country in yes. Europe, blah, blah, blah. And I was saying, um, basically, um, it, it's very hard to measure that. How do you measure that? Um, and... If anything, if you're going to start measuring that, you you need to ask the people that suffer from racism, blah, blah, blah. Um, and one thing that she pointed out was, um, she, and we've all read Natives now. Um, so in um, Akala's Natives, um, this is what she said. She says, in Akala's Natives, it tells us that actually, yes, there are empirical ways we can measure racism in this country. If we look at the outcomes of our population's interactions with every British institution, examining our education, health and justice systems reveals 
that we are under assessed, blah, 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 over punished and more likely to be medically neglected. So shout out Yancy Cooper because yeah, we've all read that. So guys, we dropped the ball there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. kidding. But um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for like engaging with this podcast. Because yeah. um, we learn from you lot as well. Mm. So um, mm. we are always yeah, man. Learning, man. It's always love. 100%. And yeah, so yeah, tweet us, Instagram us, email us, whatever. It'd be great to get in touch and carry this on. Um, and also, if you know, we're starting to get requests for speaking at staff or people coming on the podcast, if you know someone that you're like, oh, they'd actually be suited or sick and you know, get in touch. Yeah. Um, great. Have a great rest of your life. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. Wow, that's really morbid, that man. Terrible. After we started, <laughs> wow, enjoy your day, enjoy whether your it's day. a weekend, yeah, whether it's a yeah. weekday, whether it's, it's evening, you know, like, in, yeah, just please look for positive stuff. <laughs> yeah, please, yeah, yeah. <laughs> self care in that.